All right. So uh, yeah, this is a, uh, our new podcast, uh, Nod Your Head and Listen, which is going to be us three brothers. I'm Austin. Uh, we have Eric and Brad. Uh, they'll introduce themselves later, I guess. But um, we uh, have loved talking about movies our whole life. We made movies growing up and we just thought it'd be a good idea to put in a podcast form. So and we have an unusual like of listing things. So every podcast, we have to at least list one category of something. Usually the format will be we do some sort of movie review. It could be a new movie, old movie. But usually our genres that we tend to overlap in are thriller, horror, especially 80s slasher, kind of like B-movie horrors are really fun to watch. But good ones as well, like new horror Um some comfort movies, nostalgia movies, and then as we're going to be doing next week, Oscar movies. Uh, this week we are all virtual, um, but next week we'll be meeting at Brad's house to kind of making it more of a, a an event leading up to the Oscars. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, no, we also have something that we call a fish we call a fishbowl. So at the end of our movie review or whatever we might be talking about, we will pick a topic. It could be top three overrated movies. And obviously we just go around and talk about what movies we think are overrated, underrated, whatever the category might be. Um, usually we're trying to shoot for about, I would say about an hour long episodes. This one might be a little shorter because this is mostly just an introduction of who we are and what our approach to our podcast will be. Um, but that's pretty much all I have to say on the introduction. So I think we're gonna go into best movie moments. So we just wanted to keep it short this time and kind of get a, get a, give everyone an idea of what kind of movies the three of us like. And I guess I, I think the format that might work best and neither none of us are hogging the time too much at one time is all of us give their number. Again, we said anywhere from three to five. So whatever their last, I actually had an honorable mention. So I technically have six, I'm sorry for, but I really couldn't decide on the, I, I didn't want to knock any of them out. Um, but if, Shoot. I actually have 10, by the way, but that's only oh. because I thought we might do the draft where they're like eliminated. So I wanted to make sure I had enough. That's, that's yeah, there's a lot that I was like looking at. Cool. I was looking up other lists to see and just to <laughs> kind of give a, my, an idea. The first three I have are like my main three were off my like just off the top of my head. So and that is Eric's voice uh, for those who don't know. But um, so, yeah, Eric uh, decided to outgun us all and get 10 there so i won't say all 10 of them i i just i, I do i do think we could jump we can in. do like honorable mentions of just like didn't make the cut kind of thing so or i can or you can like add on to it or whatever like if there's probably a better phrase than that but like if eric chooses one that i did not think of but i'm like oh that should have been on there yeah. i you can like endorse that one or something like that and be because i, I think the ones that i have aren't going to surprise that many people because for better or not, I kind of have like top five favorite movies that haven't really changed much in my entire lifetime since I started watching movies. Um, so obviously since I started watching movies, but um, if that's cool, Brad, how many do you have? Five. Okay, thank you. Um, no problem, Austin. All right, uh, I'll go first if that's cool. Are you doing all of them? Or are we doing like- No, one I, one? I thought I would do- the do lowest ranked, and then obviously all of us wait to the highest ranked one or do it at the same time. Okay. Uh, so uh, my honorable mention is a scene from uh, Fargo. And I have to say, oh, the movie, not the TV show that couldn't think of its own title. And um, so, yeah, my honorable mention is 
two of them. Uh, I have two scenes within it. So maybe I'll end up adding up to what Eric did because some of these are one movie, two scenes because I had a hard time really winnowing it down. But uh, the traffic stop scene where they, uh, of course, also all the movies we talk about, we will spoil just in case some people do spoil free ones. We will talk about everything about it if needed. Um, so the traffic stop scene where Steve Buscemi and um, now I'm blanking on his name. What's the other guy, Brad? Uh, uh, P- Peter, S- Peter Stormore. Yeah, is that right? Garden and would have been way off. I'm, gonna, I'm probably there. saying his name wrong, but yeah. Yeah, Peter I remember Stormor. being something like, yeah, it's a Swedish name, I believe, but uh, yeah, basically I just remember that being an impressionable scene. Like when I watched this, like that was, that's when it really got me hooked into that movie was when they shot the cop and they saw the headlights coming and it was just like that I was in for the rest of the movie. I just, I like simple stories, you know, real people and getting in and getting in over their head there's a lot of themes of that but also i think that the the speech that marge makes at the uh, makes makes at the end of the movie where she's talking and saying the beautiful day uh kind of putting things in perspective that the whole movie was about chasing money and all of that was just for some money that ends up getting buried in some snow and she kind of puts things in perspective from the chaos of the movie so that's my honorable mention and we can that's go. not number five then or that is no honorable mention no okay. I, I still have so we're five. actually doing five but you're doing an honorable mention okay yeah and i had two scenes within that so yeah <laughs> you, I'm did not, like, not... you did like you did 10 so i, I feel like it's okay to do an, an, an hm if you want no i'm good with that i, I thought we were gonna do the five and then just like you know list a few honorable mentions or whatever um uh, oh i guess i thought maybe i'm doing it wrong i thought usually maybe i guess no, no you're doing it correctly i just okay so right now we're doing one that did not make the cut i will do i guess i'm gonna go brad sorry <laughs> eric please go ahead i appreciate your enthusiasm i'll say the uh the dumb and dumber diner scene just made a lot of nostalgia um and there's a lot of scenes from that movie that could have made it, but that one's always gonna. I don't think it needs that much explanation, at least between the two, the three of us, because we've watched the movie so much. But I mean, it's got the classic scene, and <laughs> I mean, this the whole scene is just from start to finish. It's one of the better scenes in the movie. Like, I, I, I want to add on to that. Um, so for those who don't know, yeah, we live in Colorado. So that also, add, I mean, obviously we watched it when we didn't live in Colorado, but also us going to like the Stan Lane, same similar places where they filmed it also adds to it. But on, on paper, Dumb and Dumber should be one of those movies for those, again, as you'll start seeing my taste in movies, it should be a movie that not, not only do I hate, but a movie that even as, if watching it as a kid, as I grew older, sometimes movies you're like, oh, why did I find this funny? And Dumb and Dumber is one of those that doesn't i don't understand what like it, it, i don't usually like that many move like comedy movies but as i've gotten older the funnier it has gotten <laughs> um versus as a kid where as a kid you like the slapsticky bathroom scenes and all that and like now it's kind of like okay those those are fine but like it's like little things that it's just this movie shouldn't work this humor is too broad for me typically but it's like so funny even as an adult like not like nostalgia adds to it but it's not it's not just that like they somehow made it work with like they made a a dumb movie but not like not in like a cheap broad stupid way like and the fake throwing up scene was up this like it's just so many scenes that are just memorable but anyway so i that yeah if i had to choose a comedy dumb and dumber and that's a really good scene to choose so anyway sorry go ahead real real this will literally be like 10 seconds i did go i'm gonna keep them in in a ranking order but i also was more of i want to have something like horror related like i kind of had different genres related so my number one might not necessarily be my favorite one but it i mean i'm going to keep it in the order i have them in but just 
it's going to be a, a wide variety of types of movies. And I did that on purpose. Just so. to add to it, uh, our fishbowl Brad's never ideas. Get I typed out like 40 fishbowl ideas. Brad is going to get a turn eventually. Sorry. Um, I had a lot of, I, wrote, I basically, I linked, yeah, I wrote down a, a, a long list of fishbowl ideas for three mm-hmm. best this, for three best that. And what Eric is saying, I kind of already kind of did i do like that he's trying to vary it a bit but like i do have on some of them like three best horror moments or scariest moments or three scariest moments in non-horror movies so we do have a way and i try to really specify moments versus movies because like sometimes especially once we get to our or at least one of my favorite holiday seasons which will be halloween is uh is coming up with uh, favorite horror movies but a lot of us will overlap on those and that's where I think it's really nice to have moments that really stand out to you could be funny moments from like Halloween or cheesy moments that haven't aged well or it could be scariest moments but just something where we're not all just saying oh Halloween or Friday the 13th or whatever it might be anyway Brad you finally get your turn <laughs> you should think- do your honorable and then five by the way I know I interrupted you but like I do think we should maybe we go okay. that way okay since he had to wait so long <laughs> No, it's okay. I wasn't, I wasn't, well, I was making notes. I didn't want to add to it. I figured Austin and I would overlap on Fargo because that's my, that's my favorite movie of all time. So, um, but I was between that. So I guess the honorable mention because there's too many in Fargo, but the, uh, I'll go with the big Lebowski for my, my favorite. I love the way, well, I love pretty much everything about the big Lebowski, but I love the way the plot unfolds after the, after the the thugs have come to the dude's house and pissed on his rug and then the guy he, he just wants to go bowling with his buddies he goes over there and he's telling walter um and donnie about what happened and, and he just wants his rug back but of course the way the cohen's write the brilliant dialogue and the way walter gets so upset about everything and overreacts and just he just i love the way they have it. The dude is calm and Walter's just egging him on with the, this was a uh, valued rug. Yeah, man. Really just, I love the, their chemistry. Is I, really, I really, really think it's a, an Oscar worthy performance from Jeff Bridges and uh, John Goodman is so great as Walter. It's just like every single performance in that, of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I love in his role, Steve Buscemi, and everybody is perfect in there, but that, that the, my favorite moment is that initial scene where, where the dude arrives at the bowling alley after his rug is pissed on, and it, to him, it's just like, it's just another story to tell his buddies, but then John Goodman's reaction just gets the, the whole plot going, because it's not, it's not old to know, they, they piss on your rug it's this they need to it's like well this was a valued rug you got it and if they, he's just so upset and he's he's got his friends back he's he's an a-hole but he's also is he always wrong not really and so then all of a sudden this simple thing becomes this intricate plot with kidnapping and and money and a ransom and this, this famous millionaire that is i love how the cohen's uh, can write a story and it's almost always greed slash money but this is just my favorite example of of a simple thing about a misunderstanding between this 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 loner loser stoner guy who's awesome but he's also just a random dude just trying to live his life and listen to bob dylan and 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 go bowling and get high and then these guys break into the wrong house because of the same name and all of a sudden this crazy plot unfolds and it's just amazing scene by scene and the dialogue is perfect but from that, I remember the first time I watched it from that scene on, I knew like I was in for something special because like you can tell every line is written with such love and care for those characters. And it's just, it's a movie that I've seen I mean, 
gen genuinely dozens of times. And every time, even when I know the line's coming, I'm just laughing out loud. And it's just one of those that, that gets a little better every time. But that, that initial scene at the bowling alley is like uh, just every, every time you're like, this is ridiculous plot, but in the, in the best way. And it just opens it up from there. Good one. That was honorable mention. No, I'm my bad. The the Fargo. That, the far that okay. was a long, that would have been a long honorable mention. I was going to say that. No, you're good. I thought that's Austin mentioned. mentioned Fargo. Uh, the the we're not a bank, Jerry. Uh, was going to be my honorable mention because I love because once again the Coens are so great with dialogue and money. I love that. Mm. Uh, sorry for being unclear, but the the scene with Fargo where Jerry goes in and he's so excited and he's going to give uh his mm. his father-in-law right. And, and he's, he's having their meeting and he's so excited to tell them this plan where he's going to try to, he's got all these things in motion. It's going to be perfect. He's going to get them to lend this money to him so that he can go do this scheme. And, and like, and, and immediately they're just like, Oh yeah, great. You know, what, what's your fee? And like, <laughs> he just gets shot down so fast and just the, we're not a bank, Jerry, how they can have this simple thing. And it's just, and then he go, of course he goes out there and we've all done the scraping the ice off the, it's just, I love how they can, I love how the Coens can mix simple dialogue and, and and just normal relatable characters with outrageous not even outrageous plots it's really just regular people and then but like there some of their funniest moments are just li little things like that his his face just drops and he's outside and he's already upset and then he's scraping the windshield and all of a sudden it turns violent because he's just so upset that his he's trying to scheme his family and they won't let him and he's that's, and uh, that's pretty much where the movie turns yeah like or at least on his end of it because he doesn't know the chaos has happened and up in Brainerd or whatever, but like, yeah, that's where Jerry and his naivete or whatever is like thinking, okay, no one's gonna get harmed. My wife's gonna get kidnapped and like everything's going by the book or like as planned at that moment. And he really just thought it could work. And I guess it could have if the guys just didn't, you know, shoot the cop or whatever. So it kind of adds to my scene too, is like, that's when that's my scene was when it turned for the criminals and your scene was when it turned for way Mitch Macy's character for seeing that, Oh, this is not going to be simple or, you know, <laughs> things might, things might go awry. Right. And that, that's what I love about that too, is like, I, I think they're, it, it's hard to say they're similar movies, but they are obviously about greed and, and, and money and like the, the dude just wants his rug back and Jerry, he just wants money. And like, I, I won't justify because he is definitely a terrible person because of what he was willing to put his wife through. But in his naive mind, nobody was going to get hurt. He was just going to move some money around and make some investments and everything was going to be okay. But yeah. I, I love that it's, it usually starts off with like a relatively simple attempt at obtaining money. And then of course, everything turns chaotic, but it's just, it's almost always, regular people with very relatable humorous dialogue just just repeated enough where it becomes comical that is i love their style so much that i really could have done five coen brothers movies easily so I tried that's one that will be one of our fishbowls we'll try to diversify our directors from just like our three or four kind of big big ones but at the very beginning i have like our big our big uh directors that really influenced us but uh yeah it's kind of funny how the lebowski and fargo in a sense have such sim similar themes but completely different approaches to the movie and tone to the movie but so brad you did honorable mention you've done number five so, so I, eric you're down to eric, you're gonna go next. now sure what <laughs> i'll speed through the honorable mentions at the end of it like the other okay. ones just to get them out but so number five i'll go with back to the future it was honestly it was tough for me to pick one because I love the entire movie, but I just went ahead and did the the clock tower, the ending, getting him back. Like it's 
it's such an intense scene, especially when you're watching for the first time of everything going wrong and just the last second. It just the whole movie's again, no spoilers. It'll be in a top list of favorite movies of mine. Um, but that scene just I don't know, it's a great scene. But there's a ton of great scenes. I could have picked I could have done top five with just a movie. I will say to add, okay, I keep adding on to some of these, but I guess that's kind of the point. But I will add on to Eric's I will add on to Eric's there and saying like Back to the Future, I feel like is one of the best paced movies for like if there's really not a lot of like there's not a lot of scenes that you feel like oh this is a scene that we can like okay i need to shuffle off to the bathroom real quick like every scene seems pretty strong i think the only pushback i would give is like it seems a little weird and as an adult and everything like okay he is like his mom has a crush on her own son like that part was weird they could they could have they could have possibly done it where like they befriended each other without it being her because of course she didn't know but uh but it, that's not really even like a negative it's more just like you just have to move past it be like that's just part of the movie that we're just gonna have to because i i like the movie a lot too uh, it's not on my list but that like i just feel like yes yeah, one of those movies even though like most of my favorite movies there is like a scene or two we're like okay love this movie but this scene felt a little like eh, they could have made it shorter longer or done it a different approach but i feel like back to the future at least off the top of my head i feel like it's just almost a perfect movie for like just fun entertainment great sci-fi not much laughing in it but great sci-fi movie um, I, I was waiting i was i was waiting for that one easily, have, one, of the best, easily one of the best comedies of all time we will, have, we will have pointless discussions about <laughs> genre as well um but yeah that's already our first one but yeah i we'll see who else thinks that back to future if you had i'll to be name shocked two, if you guys have any of my others on there two so, to three genres but i would I say back to future i think it might be on one of those but action adventure but okay um that, that future was close for me i'll i'll piggyback briefly on that one the, the moment where uh the music is swelling and, and george finally uh kisses Lorraine at the dance and like the I mean you have my Michael J Fox starts feeling better and the picture comes back and the, and the music peaks like yeah. that was Earth Angel man it's a good song that was Earth Angel I mean the it's, it's they they've and you're right Austin awesome. that's another one with like there's just no fat on the movie because they've talked about it before but not with like a bunch of clunky uh, exposition. They've, they've referenced it and then it builds up to that part. But I think what I love about that movie is like, I love that movie. I'm sure, you know, we all did when we were what 12 and then again in college, it's still cool. And, you know, mom and dad like that movie. And I watched it with, with our eight year, our almost eight year old a few weeks ago. And like at the end of the movie during the dance, he's like, kiss her, George, come on. Like, that's just a, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can appreciate the science fiction. You can appreciate the 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 romance. You can appreciate the 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 music and the setting and all the creativity. But also, it's just even if some of it goes over your head, an eight year old kid is is yelling at the screen because he because he knows that like if they kiss at the dance, everything's gonna be okay. It's just, it's such perfect storytelling where like it can it can affect you in different ways at different times of your life, and it just it it doesn't get old, which is why. It's one of like, I think we looked, you looked it up that one day. It's like one of the most like uh, beloved, you know, like I know the Godfather and Shawshank and some of those are like ranked higher, but I think almost everybody just likes Back to the Future, even if it's not their number one favorite movie of all It's time. a hard movie to hate. Like, yeah, it's a very endearing movie and it's, yeah, it's just a fun movie to watch. And I, I agree with Brad as well. Um, we need to start disagreeing with each other more, but um, 
be more combative here. No, we don't. No, we don't. Guys are always going to be agreeing. Oh, every so often, I might get my wife Murray to come on, and she and Eric will often be on polar opposites. On you can take my spot when y'all do Harry Potter movies. I, uh, I don't, th- but I'm not going to be. I'm on Eric's side on that one. Where I'm, I'm not as adamant with Eric. I think they're fine movies. I just like, <laughs> I'm never going to watch them on my own. They're just. Okay, well, they're when we talk about objectively great Best Picture winners like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to go to Best Picture. Are we doing the I'm sure Brad out of spite will say Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is the best best picture well not out of spite just by the just by the imdb ratings eric is objectively i, I gotta be out. honest on my top on my worst three it was not on there i might throw <laughs> that's, it, that's it actually wasn't on there and i, I don't think it should be thing. because it's like i don't it well, i don't be. love I that trilogy. that would be me being just not a bad movie trying to like stir the pot it's <laughs> i don't like it but it shouldn't be on the worst of them Oh, um, I do think it'd be, I do think it'd be fun to try to guess. This is just an idea I'm going to throw out. So no, I'm, hard I'm for that actually. When we get to that point, uh, when this, we get there, when we get the moments, there, that, there, it'd be fun to try to guess what the other ones. Are. That decides to listen to this, you'll learn early on that Brad and Austin will both go into pretty good detail and actual like critique of movies, and I'm going to be very surface level. So you'll figure that out pretty quick. Well, that's also just because I have a pretty difficult time not talking at any point. But that's fine. Life. But y'all do a good job no. of actually. Going in depth, though, I'm sorry, I like this. Oh, and I'm going to be annoyingly agreeable again here. If we're all big, I think it's good to have an Eric and that because I'm, I'm the common man, is what to, I yeah, would well, just slow down some of the potential snobbiness that Brad alone can do, not me, but no, but uh, that some the two of us can sometimes be a little. He's, he's no, trying, he's trying to start arguments. It's not no, going to work. Even saying it, I feel like no one for you too much that. to argue. The soundboard. No, I, I'm I'm well aware that it, if there was a degree like whatever it'd be, Eric would be the least snobby, and I would be the most. Especially now with that, Brad, as a father, uh, has become more open-minded than I True. plan to be. Yeah, I'm um, just off the throne as a person and realizing Austin's gonna be showing us kids like only Oscar yeah. movies, probably. No, we we again. That's where that's where we talk about the nostalgia factor. I, I I made up this thing last year. It's not bad, not terribly clever, but after Halloween, especially watching horror movies, where I have nostalgia in November to go kind of a wholesome month and everything and start watching movies that Brad, Eric, and I, a lot I me, mean, obviously there's eighties movies as well, but eighties and nineties uh, movies that I feel like it'd be kind of fun to revisit and not critique in a real like way, but just like watch it and have moments that stood out to you moments that you're like this, that either didn't age well, or what, what was that even about? Like seeing, seeing you know, whatever, like the, and we won't get into it now, but yeah, that's for November. But so we do have a good balance on that, but I think Eric being, so if all three of us were so, snobby about movies not again we, we also like slasher horror movies so we're not always gonna be 100 snobby but <clears throat> i think it's good to have a balance there for eric i, I don't think it necessarily has to be surface level but just not as into I'll some give my input, but most for the most part it's going to be yeah not too the, the last thing i was going to say though because i know i think we've already been going for a good 23 minutes which is fine just we might have to do like a minute per one of these like um I, we, I, we, I, I feel like i was pretty right to the Oscar music, like the Oscar playoff music, whenever I start rambling on, can y'all just like? I'm not kidding about finding a soundboard. I really want to find the. Like, I, w- a- I was, I felt like I was pretty succinct with my first, with my Fargo one, because I felt like we were going to do a minute per. And then Brad, not saying this okay. judgmentally, but he gave like a synopsis of a general, the general movie. Of, it's, it's okay. Uh, what about, can we, can we play the shut up, shut up from Psycho whenever, <laughs> I, whenever I start um, going on too long? But uh, the last thing I was going to add to Back to the Future before I go to my number five, (laughs) getting just into my number five here, is, uh, yeah, Back to the Future, I remember as a kid, that scene with uh, uh, 
Marty like going from like kind of disappearing and everything to like abruptly standing up was kind of like this. I didn't really get like goosebumps, but it was like that vibe of a goosebump moment of like, you're so happy. Like kind of like what you were saying with Charlie. So I'm not adding much to the conversation more than just saying, I remember as a kid also feeling that of it wasn't just like, okay, this is where it happens. It's like, you really felt like this momentum, like you, you know, you felt it from just the audience, but we can't keep, we could have a whole, we can have a whole discussion on Back to the Future one day and do a review on the trilogy and maybe rank those, even though that would be a fairly predictable ranking. But mm -hmm. um, my, my number five, again, it could be best moments rather than best movies of the trilogy. So that's again, that's where I'm pro moments rather than just pro movie, not to get political here. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you, um, um, I'm pro moments, but uh, we need the, the music, the music can be cute. <laughs> Number five for me, I'm going to say the movie and I'm going to get, let you two, even though you didn't volunteer to play this game, I'm going to say the movie and I'll let you two take a guess of what the scene is. Okay. Jaws is in my number five. I, almost had multiple. Yeah. I know. Unless so. you're trying to be controversial, there's only, there's one scene that would. Okay. It might not be controversial. I think Brad will guess it. May, Eric's face is showing that he might not. Uh, I can tell you the one that I was going to put on there, but. Okay. What was it? The smiley son of a bee ending. Oh, damn. I know. Brad, I think Brad's got it though. He seems pretty confident. I, I assume it'll be uh, Robert Shaw's monologue about the USS Indianapolis. That's what I kind of assumed too. That is correct. That is, it was a hard one. I do like that scene, but that's, that for me, that was not going to be a top scene for me i knew that's like the famous like if you think of it a is, scene from jaws it's a, it's a great ending i wasn't i wasn't i know but like that whole not, scene where they're sitting there at night talking like that is what most people are going to think of as far as like the big moment or like other than like getting eaten by a shark but i i think it would be an extension not just the unit uss indianapolis i mean basically the way i approached this whole conversation was i thought of my five to six favorite movies and then went to my favorite then thought what moments really stand out more than like it's got to be uss indianapolis because there's a ton of great scenes in, in Jaws. Close to like Back to the Future, there's really not a bad scene in Jaws. Um, and it's very well paced and everything. But I think that one is not just, it, it's like that's the climax of a good scene of seeing them with their hair down, so to speak, and talking about scars and all this kind of stuff. It's like a scene away. Obviously, there's a, there's a ton of great scenes. I'm not saying this is hands down, but just one that stands out is just their conversation. It felt so organic just the way they talked it didn't like the segues that they had they had in them this felt very natural and then robert shaw not overselling it you felt like he was really like reliving a memory not trying to be like oh yeah look at this i went you know fought off these sharks and all that like the vulnerability that someone like quint shows when he's not that kind of guy um really none of them probably would be they're all like wanting to be you know pretty proud and not especially quentin hooper kind of butting heads all the time but i just think it's that whole scene that builds up to the indianapolis scene of like a new layer to quint versus just him being a guy that keeps singing random songs about spanish women and whatnot mm -hmm. um so anyway that's my number five um oh, real quick keep going because we don't want dead air but i just need to run to the bathroom so okay um so i, I want to hear you i want to hear your number four then i might wait did you, did you did you pause no okay that's cool i can i, I think i can cut this out we'll see if uh, not it's in here but well, i can just talk about i want to hear number four and then i'm gonna run then oh okay you want to hear them? okay because i'm doing number four because whoever's the last does the next one okay um my next one is no country for old men um i think I had to really think about this one, but I think it's the Eagle. I believe it's the Eagle Hotel shootout, even though this one is, it's not a lot of conversation. It's not a lot of like, oh, this is when you learn about a character. It was just an incredibly 
tense scene without again overselling it because as both of my brothers and many people that know me have heard me say ad nauseum is that I love No Country for a lot of reasons, but I also love how they shot violent scenes uh, without it being like, I'm not a huge fan of action movies because I feel like they try to make them too like cool versus like No Country, which is a violent movie that is haunting because the violence seems real. And uh, this, I remember seeing it because I saw it the first time with Brad and my cousin, who's definitely not into these, these types of movies. Um, and when I was 16, I wasn't even old enough to see the movie yet, technically on my own, but um, but seeing with Brad and uh, I saw it like three times in theaters, but it, I don't know if it dawned on me the first time that there was no music and that the like there was no slow motion and anything of like anything that you think of when you think of like a lethal weapon style action movie where it's like people sliding over cars and having like, oh, that was a cool moment. It's just like, wow, that was so realistic. Therefore, it became, again, more it felt even more violent because it's like if you were if you were a bystander in El Paso, I think was where it was there, whatever it was, uh, you know, I guess West Texas there, and uh, you that's what you would be seeing. You'd be seeing a shootout just like that. No soundtrack, no glorification or exaggeration of the violence. It was just showing it in its true form, which is scary. So yeah, that one was less about that was less about layers of like Jaws had like okay th there was like dissection to the characters and all that this was less about that more just execution and this was also a very impressionable movie on me as a 16 year old when I was really at my height of my snobbiness believe it or not I've come down from it a little bit but around then just because no country really pinpointed what I wanted to see in movies when it came to like realism and unpredictability where that story went no one I mean let's I don't think Brad when we saw it I was I don't think anyone that I've ever watched it with saw where the movie was going obviously unless you read the cormac mccarthy novel but so yeah eagle hotel i think is the one that stood out to me in no country so that's my number four okay. and i guess we can go back to brad i think it's been the longest since you've given yours okay i'll uh yeah i, I I'll, yeah, i'm almost in jaws too i like that we're we're definitely similar i went with uh eternal sunshine for number four another one of my favorite movies that's Good. incredibly rewatchable i love the part where um they <clears throat> i I'm, I'm bad with the character names but that's okay jim carrey and Kate they're, at the, oh. they're at the they're at the crumbling house and like they've realized this is this is their that their that their memories are going away they've realized like they, they realize that the process <laughs> is being done and that they're they're in their final moments together as far you know the procedures happening and um, and some of the lines are just so simple, but really, really memorable where they're, they're in the house and, and they're enjoying each other's company. And, um, you know, and Kate Winslet looks over and says, you know, this is it, right? This, you know, this, this, it's ending. And she's like, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's just, uh, you know, what do we do? And Jim Carrey just looks over at her and just says, enjoy it. And it's just like the, the movie shot so well and the music is great. And I love that the, that part of the movie and even the end, which some people look at it is it being pessimistic or optimistic, but I love that it's about relationships and how most of them don't end well, or sometimes we get in relationships that don't work out and then we get back into them. And even though it might fail and, and you, you see the flaws in people and, it, and I love, cause I love that. And I was back and forth between the scene with the crumbling house where they just decide, well, this memory might go away. So let's enjoy it one last time. And the end of the movie where they've, they've already been in a relationship and, they, and they're hearing each other vent all the things that he hate that they hate about one another 
and they're kind of laughing awkwardly and sitting there and and they're like basically deciding well we're going to try it again even though we we know it won't work and they just kind of laugh and they're like you know i'm going to do this well you know i'm going to do that and they just okay and they just figure you know life is is a is a you know life gets you down life is crappy a lot of the time relationships suck and we're probably not going to end up together in the end but eh I like spending time with you and, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it work despite the flaws and it probably won't work out, but that's okay. And I just love the, the simple message that, that was there. And I love the way they acted and just, I don't know, life is crappy, but we're going to enjoy the little things. And they just, they just decide to go for it anyway, even though it's probably not going to work out based on previous experience. But I really like the way that movie comes together and the fact that they're just like, ah, we'll just, we'll go for it again, even though probably it's not going to work out. I really like the ending of that one, especially. I know that's one of Eric's favorite movies, so we'll we'll leave. You can keep us in suspense if that one of those might be on Eric's. I, 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 think I wanted to put it on there, but there's some movies I'm like, even that and Big Lebowski two were like the two main ones that I wanted to. I I couldn't pick like a specific scene that like was I just the overall movie is one of my favorite movies. Same with Big Lebowski, where I I couldn't pinpoint like a. I couldn't narrow it down, I guess. Back to the Future yeah, was tough for me it, it, too, it was, but. Yeah, it was a tough one to say because I, I, I can't do it justice because their acting is so good. And it's some of, because it's such simple dialogue, it really comes down to Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey having such good yeah. chemistry because that, that's, that's the, the way it ends is so good. Cool, it's yeah. just, just like, I'm going to do this because that's the way I am. And it's just, yeah. I love the way he just looks over at her so lovingly and just says, okay. And then, yeah. and then the Beck song comes on. You're like that. <laughs> it's almost for sure not going to work out, but they're willing to give it another chance because it's worth it to them. Like yeah. I, I yeah. love the way it ends. Great movie. All right, Eric, your Good number, of whatever your number you're on for. I'm on four. I think have we all done four now? Will this like after me? Yeah, I started the four. Okay. Uh, I wanted to include Jurassic Park, so I'm going to do the kitchen scene because. That was at least probably the most intense scene, especially growing up and watching at that age. I, I mean, just the whole time, just ugh, almost maybe not like kitchens. Like it just, I don't know. It just kind of, that probably frightened me the most of any any of the other scenes because that was really, I feel like that was probably one of the first times the dinosaurs are like within the buildings and not just like, they're not out in the land with the dinosaurs. It's there have now taken over. I don't know. The whole scene, I mean, they're coming down you think they're gonna get her and they hit it because of the reflection like just i don't know that's where i like doing moments versus movies because i don't think any of us would disagree about jurassic park being an incredible movie that all we all grew up with but, but there's a ton of good. scenes you could pick from but i was like really yeah the introduction to the t-rex that like that scene would be it for me but i'm like yeah the kitchen scene's great too but as a kid i think the scare because i wasn't scared by raptors as a kid for some reason even though they are scarier than a t-rex a lot more honestly um no it was like they made more sense to be scary but uh especially in the universe of Jurassic Park where they said, if you stand still, they can't see, even though that's not true. Um, but and also I, and raptors I, are not, were not the size they were in Jurassic Park. So, and they would have feathers they were, if they were like way that smaller. too. So it was like, yeah, there's, but they made them more reptilian um, and not bird-like, but, uh, but yeah, the introduction to the T-Rex and then in the non-scary moment, um, I keep adding on to Eric's, Eric, I mean, not that Brad has chosen bad ones, but like Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Like Brad's just, Said it well. He didn't know nothing else. And, and for a long amount of, and for a long time. Well, Eric, yeah. what's your favorite? What's your favorite line that has a lot, like have a lot of? I, like, Brad, I almost yeah. did the shoe toss scene 
but it was just for the shoe tossing or oh, so I, thought, I thought you were going to say what's your favorite line by laura dern in the movie oh right okay yeah but i almost did the shoe tossing <laughs> i, Brad the, run, I mean, the run i guess the clever girl and run are like in the same ish scene but shoe top just because of our joke like it's not actually that good of a scene but well, and, and the and park was a tough one. No, the, oh, the opening part is funny, but it's just, I don't think that many people would would say shoe ta as a. <laughs> I think that's just the three of us being weird kids that watch. That's what I'm saying. And nobody else. Wait, like too the, many movies, too many times. That's like, like we the did. Dirty rotten scoundrels. When she makes. Yeah, we well, need to do. A, or yeah, Jerry doing all right, all right. Like, those are just <laughs> us being weird. Um, there'll be a lot of inside jokes that whoever is listening so, might. Not do I do number three now, or have, you are going to number three? But I was also going to add one more little thing and say that Jurassic Park, a non-scary scene that's one of like a very beautiful scene, is when they say "Welcome to Jurassic Park" and sing it the kind music, of zoom yeah. in to dr grant seeing and dr sadler uh laura dern seeing like imagine being like your passion is dinosaur dinosaurs and obviously you would assume the rest of your life you would never see one and yeah. now like i guess feel like there's a really beautiful moment that and other hands outside of spielberg might have not put that much emphasis on and it was just like a scene that instead of just being action and scary dinosaurs it was like how inspiring it would be as well as scary but anyway eric number three please so i i just have to at least say that again my top three were i didn't like look anything up it was just like literally what came to my head first kind of thing so all three of these could be any particular order i'm just going to go in the order that i wrote them down but number three for me is the sandlot and the fourth of july that whole scene i nah. just love that picture of paint, uh, just the having the cul-de-sac of all the people out there eating hot dogs and hamburgers, just that that little picture-perfect moment, and they go out and play baseball and like the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. But that whole scene is just, I don't know. It's like it's, the epitome I mean, of like childhood summer. Another like, thing where I have to include the Sandlot because it is one of my favorite movies and I love baseball, but like that scene, if you're going to pick one, other than I guess like the comedic side, you could do like whether the insults or even the the fair, but I the. Fourth of July. Every time you just like, know, that's why I watch it around Fourth of July, obviously. But it's no, it's legitimately a great Fourth of July movie, and uh, I love that that one. And really, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend that there's an audience cut where the last scene with with uh, the jet stealing home. Let's just pretend like that doesn't happen because that's yeah. that's bad. I but I love worse endings. It's a terrible ending, but we're just going to pretend like that doesn't happen and it cuts away before that. But I love that it's a sports movie, and and that the showdown like that that they're their game against the little rival group is like in the midway point of the movie because it doesn't really matter. That's not what it's about. Uh, and the, the game, we don't even know the score. I love that it's just about it's their just friends getting together. It's, you could say it's not a, a sports movie. You could make that argument that it's just a movie about kids it's, growing up yeah. and they do that by playing baseball in this a lot. Like you could easily say it's because you're right. They don't play, they play one organized game and it's still not technically an organized game. It's just right. them getting together with the rivals and beating them, but it's not on the books an actual game being played it's just friends right right and i love that too because we, we don't know we know that they win but we we never see the score there's no suspense there's no yeah. the ninth two yeah. it's just because just that part didn't matter yep. yeah yeah and i, I love that about I, it too i didn't right? think that one was going to be making anybody else's list so i was pretty confident no, i think well, i think my number one I think you made a good point that it's not really some movie about like growing up childhood and like obviously the smalls going you know trying to be accepted into a a group that it's not his strength to be athletic and all that but also think it can't hurt that we grew up with 
I mean, I was the tail end. I was a young end that kind of annoyingly tagged along with the two, my two older brothers, but like having a neighborhood group that went and played like wiffle ball on the field outside of the Smith's house or whatever. Like, I, you know, it was just like little things like that, where it's like, this isn't that unique to our childhood, but at the same time, like it really, I think, yeah, I'm sure that's another reason why a, it really hits, hits, hits home. We had uh, a good set that, that little yard for wiffle ball was great. And even before that, Brad probably won't remember this because you were probably too young that abandoned lot at the bottom of the hill by the smiths yeah. that they ended up building a house we played baseball like i think we played legit baseball oh, there yeah yeah and again it didn't have a fence or anything like that but it was a good spot to go get together I always play. hated those people just for ruining it by you know by building a house or, by, yeah by buying property it was every time i drive by the house i'm like mm, mm. i mean it was pretty inconsiderate of them to, to yep. do that so anyways uh, that's my a good turn thing. three or brett wait is it my turn i think it should be awesome now you can go ahead also well now i'm getting into my hitchcock final three it's all hitchcock <laughs> here for me um and for number three is i had a feeling yeah eric's definitely not gonna agree with me on this one but vertigo um one of those and i'm actually surprised how much i liked vertigo as a kid less so as an adult because vertigo as a kid it's like it's a slow movie, slow moving movie that has more layers than I think a lot of us grasp where I was a, a slow kid that didn't get the movie at first. Like I, I understood a lot of it, but I don't like you didn't get like obviously the psychological part and the part about obsession and Jimmy Stewart and really not being a protagonist for a good chunk of the movie at the end, just like he's getting pretty creepy and, and possessive. Mm-hmm. But uh, the scene that Again, I don't know why I'm trying to analyze as much as I can is but Scotty trails Madeline. Um, there's a good there's a good. Uh, shoot i think about somewhere between 15 or 18 minutes without any dialogue and vertigo and most people that know vertigo are gonna mean they most of them probably would know that but also they'd be like oh i didn't even notice because it's not like there's it's not like there's a lull there at least to me maybe to eric and i don't remember that but i haven't seen that movie in a while basically it's when he starts before he actually gets to know madeline he's this is first time really on the job he started he's just showing shots of jimmy stewart shots of the back of madeline's car and he's just trailing her and seeing that she goes to the museum to see the Carlotta okay. Valdez uh, yeah, yeah. painting, things sense. like that. And it's just, I think it's just that, that Hitchcock, Hitchcockian voyeurism that's like really fun. Uh, but that, that one's not really fun. I'll get to another one later. That, that's probably not a big surprise. That's voyeuristic uh, in the, for Hitchcock. That's, that was really fun. But with this one, I don't know, something just, it's a very beautiful movie and somewhat haunting and genre bending because it's like kind of a love story ghost story murder mystery psychological drama semi-autobiographical some people say for Hitchcock's kind of way he tries to mold some of his blonde actors into being kind of a Grace Kelly like uh, or you know his kind of icy blonde uh, type of character but anyway and then the, the it was tied with also what I called Madeline Reborn which was just whenever he finally gets Judy uh, to d- dye your hair and do everything to look like Madeline. And there's that famous scene where he's sitting on the bed waiting and you see the neon lights uh, going over, you know, coming through the windows. And she finally comes through the, through the door and looks just like Madeline again. And according to Jimmy Stewart's character, he's basically like, just, he's thinking they're two separate people that he's just molded into his long lost love. So beautiful, but also disturbing because of Jimmy Stewart being a, kind of a creep but it was movies those were the ones that stood out to me for number three and then number two i don't know we're kind of going oh, wait is that me doing number two or wait no oh I no 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 you know no i'm the first one to do three so it should be 
I did number three. Oh no, no, you're the first one to do Brad to do number Brad three. three. Brad three. Brad do three and two. Yes. Uh, okay, that's fine. I'm. I, I did like Eric. I just. I just have a list. I'm not ranked. They're not really ranked officially. Um, I'll do Requiem for a Dream, and I think this is. Y'all could probably guess which scene if you know the movie well. The depressing scene. Talking right? refrigerator. The depressing one. The, that scene. That was a really good guess, Eric. But I'll do the, the, the scene with uh, Ellen Burstyn talking about what the red dress means mm. uh, to her because, you know, she's – it's obviously a really sad movie, a sad book, um, but but she's older and she, she just wants her son to come visit her and she's lonely. Her husband's died. Um, the spoiler, but, you know, the movie came out 23 years ago. But <laughs> – um, she talked every time Harry comes over, she's talking about her red dress and how it's so important. She wants to fit back into it. And she finally breaks down and she just talks about how this is just, it's such a big deal. She's going to go on TV. She just wants to be somebody again because she feels, she feels worthless. And it, it's, the dialogue is good, but just Ellen Burstyn is just absolutely great in that, in that role. And it's, it's a rare moment that the movie slows down and you see the the humanity of a character versus so much of the movie is just sad and it's addiction and it's and it's and it's it's quick cuts and it's and it's sad music and you're right I mean it is a depressing sad movie and that scene is is heartbreaking but it's also a a nice moment of just somebody who is is slipping away and feeling like they don't have any importance in life and she's like this is the last thing I've got to really cling on to is I just I want to wear this red dress because my husband used to love the way I looked at it and I just want to get that back again I want my friends to see me and I want to cling on to something and it was it was uh it's one of those moments where I, I love the scene but it's more it's it's sad but it's just it's the it's the part of the movie where there's a character who's losing everything and she's got this one last thing that she's really that she's really that that makes her feel important and her son comes to visit and so it's her son's here and so she's she can connect her son to her her husband and and so it's she she's just desperately trying to feel important and beautiful and 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 young and it's it's sad but also kind of kind of sweet at the same time and I feel like it's just you know she was the center of the movie um in a in a movie about a, addiction and and trying to hold on to life and you know it's it's definitely not a movie that I go revisit a lot but every time I watch it that's the scene where like even if I'm you know I always watch it watch it but that's the scene where I always really perk up and sometimes watch it a couple of times because it's just it it even people who aren't addicted to actual substances I think can relate to the way that she feels where it's just like life has slipped away and she's like I just want to grasp onto something and, and feel the way I used to and um it's a different type of addiction for her because she's trying to look the way that she used to but she's addicted to diet pills yeah uh, oh, oh right well yes diet pills but also I just mean she was also yes it's, it's diet pills for her but also she's you know she's longing for her youth and her days of, of being you know looked at longingly and um a heartbreaking scene but but Ellen Burstyn just uh, is great in that role and so I really love the way they they let the scene linger on her and and really sum up what all the characters are after, which is just, you know, feeling important or feeling different than they do if they're not under the influence of something. And she really sums it up with just like, I just want to feel different than I do. I want to, I want, I want people to look at me the way my husband used to. And I don't, I don't have that anymore. It's really sad, but, but wonderfully done by her. Yep. Well, well, you actually 
brought up a good uh i think i should i'm going to add to the fishbowl thing maybe three good movies that are hard to rewatch or hard to revisit or whatever because i already have a few off the top of my head obviously i won't say them now but one of them i mean uh yeah it's like requiem could fit into that category was like yeah just some movies are just so heavy but they're really well made but like yeah coming to rewatch it wouldn't be a very fun conversation for a fishbowl but you know it can't hurt to add it but um so brad you're also doing number two Oh, okay. Um, this one I'll do this. It was hard to pick because it's one of my favorite movies. And so I, I was having trouble figuring out a scene, but I'll go with um, the scene where uh, Sean and his crew go back to get uh, his mom and his father-in-law and Sean of the dead. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm the reason I know, I know, but the reason you know, I, was I didn't, when, we, when you started with Sean, I was just like going through so many different, I was like, what movie is he talking about? I was, I was trying to create suspense. Uh, like, I was like, pretty like, sure. Well, the reason, the reason I do that is that's another one that's just, that's grown on me. And I really, I like Edgar Wright's movies, but I really love that unofficial trilogy. The, the three Cornettos or anyway, three flat, it doesn't matter uh, where he did. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. But Shaun of the Dead to me was just one of those that gets is eminently rewatchable. And the reason that scene stuck out with me is it was already a funny movie. It was already a great zombie parody, but also a great zombie movie. But when they go back and it, it, they they drive over, you know, and and they're they're going to get his mom, but also his father-in-law, who he's butted heads with. But then all of a sudden they 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 don't drag it on at all. It's the perfect amount of time for Sean and his father-in-law to 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 bond. They care enough about him to go to go get him. And then they have their their talk in the car. And it's like nothing in that movie didn't land. I mean, he has his emotional moment with his mom, but even his father-in-law is, is sweet to him there, uh, you know, in the car for a few minutes. And it's like that. That's just like another one of those screenplays where. No, nothing nothing fails and it's hilarious when it tries to be and it's and uh it's it's got some romance in there it really is like the ultimate like uh i know it's you know it's an obvious thing oh I like when it's got multiple genres but that one is is funny and romantic and it's got family drama and it's a hilarious zombie parody zombie movie it's just like and that's the moment where i remember the first time i was watching i realized this is something special that's going to always I, I will always watch that movie. And that's the moment where I realized that it's something better than just a zombie comedy, because it helps that it was Bill Nye that played his, uh, what? that played father-in-law, if I'm remembering correctly. I've seen um, that movie one time, so I don't, that's Bill Nye. I don't know if I would have known. Yeah, am, I, am I remembering that right? Was it not Bill Nye that played his dad? His I father? I, I believe it. I don't want to, I don't want to get, now I, I could be wrong. I think it was quick Bill Google search, like we can. I'm, I'm looking up on IMDb. Uh, I thought so, but I, I could have gotten that wrong. Well, either way, if it wasn't Bill Nye, whoever the actor was did a great job because every role in the movie again, was, was just well done, but I, I, I know I have a tendency to ramble, but I just mean, it was another one where like, they didn't have to add in that, that he and his father-in-law butted heads, but they did. And then it gets resolved and it doesn't drag, but it was just, it just added depth to Sean's character. He was just a, a, a kid trying to grow up and get his life together. And so he's trying to get back with Liz, but he's also got, you know, a, a difficult relationship with his mom and his father-in-law and he, he He's he's getting it together, you know. Also trying to get his life together in the midst of a of a zombie attack, and it's 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 everything they try to do 
they swung for the fences and everything they tried to do works. And every time I've watched it, I've noticed a little detail that comes back. And it's another one. I, I won't compare it to Back to the Future, except for the fact that every line or everything you see in the background or that comes up early in the movie comes back and and uh, comes into play later. And it's, it's another one. It's not a perfect film, but I don't I really think I don't think anything they tried to do failed. It would um, be an underrated on an underrated list, I would say, because I feel like it doesn't get the recognition. It's, yeah, I, a, I think people have started to. It is way deeper than just like your average comedy. It's a good yeah, movie. a couple of like a couple of border, you know, a couple of homophobic mm. jokes, and even that. I mean, you could. It wasn't necessarily. It, it was Sean and his buddy are kind of saying some things that you're like that didn't age great, but at least it was you know. Yeah. I, it was them being immature. I'm not going to justify them at the time, and, you know, they were supposed to be immature, so it kind of played. Yeah, that's, I, I would say I wish they, you know, but. I think that was probably the biggest me, surprise so far today. I, I guess I've never really heard either one of you talk about Shaun of the Dead that much. I kind of forgot about that. Movie. I knew Brad liked it. I did not think it would make his It'd be number say, two. I'm not saying right or wrong, obviously. Hey, no, it's a great I, pick. No, I don't hear, like the other ones, I like Eternal Sunshine, I didn't think about for this list because I knew the two of you like that movie more than I do. Like, I don't dislike it. I've seen it like maybe I, My number two, I'll be surprised. If some well, I mean, I think, Brad's list I, think it's one of, right? I think it's your turn, right, Eric? Okay, I can go ahead and go. I'm just saying this is the only one I was kind of worried about for maybe Brad taking, and I'm going very cookie cutter as far as this movie goes. But I'm going to go the Rocky Four training scene because I freaking listen <laughs> to that her, soundtrack. Her pick. I mean, I listen to that soundtrack all the time when I'm working out or doing anything to get Not the robot scene. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that scene is. I will. I Happy will birthday, it Just listen to it, and it does. <laughs> if it doesn't make you want to go out and run a mile as fast as you can, like I don't know what will. It's just so motivational. It's and it's just so awesome. So. Okay. I had to include number, some form of rock. I could have done a lot of Rocky related stuff, but I was, I figured I would stick with the. Oh, yeah. I didn't think training about the, 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 that's the best training montage of all Rockies or Creed. Like, it's just, it's the best training montage. It's the best soundtrack. Like, it's just. It so is a great running soundtrack. And it's, I mean, it's not just, yeah, I was like, in watching it too, is watching them go through the snow and all that. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I'm not, you know. I can go find a hill to run up or something that's not nearly as impressive, but something that makes you feel like, especially if there's still some yep. snow on the ground that, you know, just adds to it. But, yep. um, and I think for our number ones, we should go around and maybe predict what our number one is. Man, I was going to say that. Yard, my, yard. Mine has been the most predictable. I think I like mine just has. I, well, you for, said it wasn't going to be the shower scene. Or you said that wasn't even on there. And you said. Shower scene is not. No, it's not the best scene in that movie. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Eric. Did, sorry, did you have more with Rocky Four? No, know. I'm good. That's okay. good. So um, now you're at number two, and then and it is it is Psycho. Psycho is not number one. Psycho is number two. Oh no, I, I know it. I know what it is in Psycho. Then, which is in a good way. I, go, it's a go, great, yeah. What do you think? Gas falling down the stairs. No, I'm not going to guess. I'll tell you what it is, and then you can talk about it. Okay, well, you know what it is. What is it? Yeah, I, I, Eric can guess because I know. I'm I sure I've talked to you about this before. Hold no, on, the Arbor Gas scene is actually what I would consider. If like, is it the the scene with them in the the back like when he's talk when they're talking and eating sandwiches yeah, the parlor like, scene yeah great, it's, a great scene. Good scene. it's a great scene anthony perkins going back and forth without it seeming like a caricature of him going from nice guy to turning a turning you know whatever when he gets uh when she when she touches a nerve like it's so yeah again kind of like i feel like with the jaws scene there's like it, it, when you think jaws most people don't think indianapolis scene I mean, not, you know, it's not like it's under underrated scene, but that's not like the scene that's your, if you're, if you're saying, you know, what's the first thing that pops in your head and psycho, obviously people would say shower scene, possibly arborgast, but I think that's actually a weak scene in the, in a good movie, the way it's shot um, and going down the stairs and everything, but the parlor scene, just them 
getting to know each other with the stuffed animals in the background, the way they shoot is just, I love it. And Anthony Perkins was like flawless in that scene. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot to, I guess, elaborate on that one besides just the fact that yeah, anytime she says something, cause she, you can tell she keeps trying to dig herself out of like, okay, well, this guy's a little sensitive to saying like, maybe you should take her someplace or something like that. And you can just see the, his mood adjust. And then it goes and the light clicks right back on where he's like, well, I've, you know, I've thought about it myself. It's just, yeah, it could have been very easily mismanaged, just like, again, the, the Indianapolis scene as well, where it could have fallen flat, but it was performed so well and very understated scenes. So that's my number two. So I guess I'm starting the number one. It looks like we're actually on track to possibly end right at an hour. So I, mean, I think the up. Oscar thing we can kind of go through. I don't think they're... Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. No, we're going to go over then. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think we can kind of try to do like we can a go quick... a little over. I can like literally just list my three and you'll That's know true. why. We don't have to elaborate too much on it, but okay. We can kind of do that quickly since we threw it last minute. All right. What do you think of my favorite oh. movie? You don't, you don't have to say the scene, just favorite movie. Well, it's... You know it's, you know oh. it's Hitchcock, so it's not going to be... I gave your window. Time. What do you think, Brad? For your, for your number one? Yeah. I said it was Hitchcock, so... I'm not saying if Eric was right or wrong either, but you can just... I, I see. I thought I assumed it would have been Psycho. Are you gonna just? Are you gonna trick us and do Psycho again? Because I would have said no. New movie. New movie. Uh, okay. Dang. The, the opening of Rear Window. Both of you were correct on the movie. Obviously, on that. Not the opening. It's when Lisa Lisa uh, crosses the courtyard and goes into the good scene. Oh, it actually, it went back and forth. I think it was that scene. And I think that scene. Whenever she finally goes across, and he's like helplessly watching as she's going through Thorwald's apartment but also the scene where jimmy stewart is watching him go there's like very little dialogue if, if any i don't think there's any because there's nobody else in the apartment but just him wake kind of dozing off waking up and looking kind of tailing thorwald even though he's sitting in a wheelchair the whole time it's just like the beginning of his suspicion and therefore by extension our suspicion of this guy and you assume the whole movie made about this guy so you assume that he must be a killer too like there it, it can't be about a false accusation so like okay this guy did it you see him with his rain jacket on going down going up but it, of course everyone knows that it was all shot from the perspective of jimmy stewart's apartment which makes it even better so you're not you're not hearing thorwald talk most of the movie um you're just seeing it from a perspective across the courtyard and that voyeurism aspect is really was really fun as a kid when i thought the name of the movie was weird window i remember when i first saw it i don't i guess you don't really use the term rear very often as a kid especially it's a hard it's like the rural juror in 30 rock and, I, and I couldn't say eric's name window. when i was a kid so maybe i, I think i was probably I, I, I think i did watch rear window it was like a first grade or something so i don't i might have still just had a speech impediment was just like we're, we're window and it was like okay weird window so it's, it's not that easy to say i would say so, especially as a child it's not that easy but that's also my like far and away my favorite hitchcock movie so it's the most i, I thought about including it as well but again like certain movies like i love the movie start to finish but like pinpointing like a specific scene or moment i could have picked a few but i just it, it again I was, if you I, I think in the future eric if you ever had like oh i really love this movie but i can't think of a moment just you could do the movie i don't know i, thinking, I, I have honorable mentions that i'm literally just gonna list we're not gonna get into details i'm just gonna say i had this i had this i had this also but all right so brad brad it's gotta be rocky right you haven't done anything any i was gonna guess rocky as well and sorry eric you want to make I was, I don't know no i i don't know where else to go off that i'm guessing it's gonna be one from rocky one 
but I, I'm trying to think of an actual scene. Or maybe the race scene for Mr. Mom. I don't know. It's probably no. Well, th those were definitely on there. But no, I actually, I did have, a, I had a couple of them. I really, what happened was as we're talking, well, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on before I even start rambling and pre-rambling is a whole thing. But uh, as, instead of doing like an actual number one, I'll just say I had a couple of honorable mentions too. So I'll, I'll try to one up Eric. Uh, I, I, I was between uh, the scene with, uh, Michael in the hospital, uh, kind of toward the beginning of The Godfather, like as Michael is becoming part of the family. Because I, I, I love, I, I love seeing his development as a character. I love when he's when they're all sitting there talking about who should protect uh, Vito there, and and Michael volunteers, and they all laugh at him. They think it's cute, you know. But then he goes to the hospital and actually does it. And he and I think it's the barber or the florist or somebody. It doesn't matter. I love that part, you know, when he he's becoming. He's taken charge of the family, but the hospital is just so cool. It's quiet. It's shot in such a way that's suspenseful. Um, so I love that part. And I also love the um, the final, I don't know, 20 minutes. I guess it's like the diner scene of uh, Moonlight uh, when, when the two when the two guys reunite after, I, I think it's been like 10 years. And he, he cooks for him and they just talk and they bond, but he still hasn't really found himself. And, and, and he's, he's, who are you? And he's, he's not sure. He hasn't found himself. He's still discovering himself. And I love the way that movie shot. I love the, the last image of Little and the way the music kicks in. And, and it, th those are both, it, The Godfather and Moonlight are two of my favorites. And, and those are definitely up there. And uh, um. But anyway, it was between those two and then also, so those were kind of honorable mentions slash uh, the scene in Rocky, uh, as y'all both mentioned too. And I'll, I'll see if y'all can guess which scene in Rocky because y'all probably- Is this still honorable mention or is this number one? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's a three-way tie because I'm, okay. I'm talking oh, about okay. it, but- um, Twist. It, it's, it's a twist. Yeah, Rocky Ooh, wasn't- It's Rocky, it's Rocky one? Rocky one, obviously, but we'll, we'll go with Rocky, but I mean, really it could have been the Godfather or Moonlight or Rocky. I'm going to say the skating ring scene. Maybe no, that was, that was, a, that was a good one. Uh, there's one that always stands out. I mean, the, 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 I love the skating rink when they're, when they finally open up because Adrian hadn't really talked much until then. Um, the, the mo I love them. I mean, I get chills every time in the 14th round when Rocky gets knocked down and Apollo starts celebrating and Mickey's telling him to stay down, but he finally gets back up. But um, my favorite moment, and I think you know, I think the key to the movie and, and why it's still a, it still ends happily even though he loses, is is when he comes back to Adrian after he's gone and visited the rink, and he comes back in and he sits on the bed, and he tells her he's like, I just, he's like, I can't do it. He's been so motivated, and he's just like, I can't do it. And he's and he talks about how it's important. He's like, I just. I just want to go 15 with, with Creed. No one's ever done that before. And I think um, the line is, you know, if I can, if I can go the distance with Creed, then I can prove I'm not just some bum from the neighborhood. And like, that's why he doesn't really lose at the end. I mean, he technically does, but, but yeah. he does what no one else had done. And, and he goes from being a nobody who's, who's breaking thumbs and who's, you know, fighting for chump change at the beginning of the movie to, uh, he makes a name for himself and that's why he doesn't care he's not even listening to the announcer at the end uh he's he's looking for adrian and and he's he's he, he did it he 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 stopped listening once the the 15th round bell rang because because he did what he sought out to do and that was and that was go the distance i know it sounds cliche now because there's the song and the whole thing but to him that that speech to adrian was the the heart of the movie because 
it was always about proving to himself that that he could be that he could be a great fighter and he did prove that even though he lost in the first one and so i love i love that i think it was good acting from stallone he's more you know uh toned down because because rocky was having a little bit of doubt but he was also realizing like i did this is what i have to do i have to prove to myself that i'm that i'm talented that i'm a good fighter and uh you know of course ultimately he does it but also i think the ending is important the way that he reacts he's not apollo's over there listening because of course he's the champion so he's listening to the scores and once the bell rings rocky rocky rocky's he's out you know he doesn't he doesn't care he he's, yeah. he, he did it he, he won at that point once the bell rang yeah i think yeah rocky gets mislabeled and or you know you know because you think about the whole franchise and everything but like the first one is so like realistic and uh yeah he could have easily gone the route of the underdog winning versus the underdog just showing that he belonged at the table kind of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was going to add one more honorable mention, like I'm not going to add anything to it, but uh, it may be, yeah, I was like, I thought about, uh, I had Parasite written down, Parasite, the doorbell scene, obviously, you know, whenever everything completely goes out, you know, turns a corner when they're at the table and hear the doorbell. But um, anyway, I want to, yeah, Eric, what, uh, so that'll be an honorable mention with Fargo is Parasite because I had that written down for, uh, honorable mention as well uh so eric no you're one number one i'm gonna say anchorman no i didn't go comedy i actually only oh. added comedies as my honorable mentions because i but so i will say technically speaking if i were to list them out this probably would not be number one but i will say when you suggested this topic it came to my head within seconds wrong turn what's the genre <laughs> so i've done like what's the genre i've done like the motivational with rocky and then like just the whatever family happy moment with sandlot this is shock this is shock uh yeah shock we're gonna be shocked or you're saying like shock you are shot is the most shocking and like oh like i i know where i was when i watched this movie oh. i it still gives me chills when it happens even though i know it's coming the overall movie i know y'all are probably not going to care for all that much but not the, the ending is better than anything Shaman's ever done as far as a twist ending. Oh, okay. The happening. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a little underrated. And I think Mark Wahlberg's performance really <laughs> wasn't as bad as people say. No, no still nothing. I, I, I wouldn't expect y'all to get this one or expect it to be on y'all's list. But uh, the the Saw, Saw 1, when, it's, uh, when it comes across that the guy laying there is him and the music goes i mean the music makes the whole scene to be honest but like that i remember watching that at aunt don on uncle randy's house like i remember I, watched, I was literally with you, yeah. the first time watching it and being like oh shit like it was this was blowing my mind with that on top of the music and seeing him shut like just that ending of that they never could capture that again on any of the sequels which it's impossible to i would say the second one had a decent twist but it wasn't, no, no, they did fine on the other ones but like that truly that doesn't get enough respect when people think twist they do think sixth sense and other Shyamalan type stuff like that at no point i don't think anybody unless they're lying was watching that movie and think maybe that guy laying there is actually alive i don't think anybody was thinking that it was no, that, and that, you know, that, I watched that one again recently. That that is a, that is a really good pick. It's an that's awesome one, moment. I don't like the the only thing I dislike about it is it did start. Which also, who cares? Don't watch them then. Like I'm 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 contradicting myself. But like it did start like that torture porn genre. But really, the first first one's really not that. Yeah. I wouldn't put I the movie itself in any. I'm being forced like Clockwork Orange style to watch them. You know, and 
the first saw, you're right though. That was that was such a good and it holds up on rewatch even when you know I know what's happening. It's still yeah. you see, like the shock on their faces and he gets up and just shuts the door on them. And you're just and the mu again, the music no. really is the best part. That's of a good that's a good twist. Especially it, it, that they had a good they had a good scapegoat so that the whole time you're not it's not a who done it anyway, because you assume that what's his name? What's his this the orderly dude? I can't remember his name. Oh that's yeah. with a Z. Um, it is weird. I don't. But know. I was like, if you, if you the whole time you're like you're watching him, watching the monitors. Him. He's the one. Like, so it wasn't like there's this yep. mysterious guy. You're like, okay, that's who it is, and uh, and everything. But like, similar to when like whenever we get to October, we'll do our scariest movie moments. So like, yeah, it doesn't have to be your favorite scary movie winning. Just like Saw doesn't have to be your favorite movie. I mean, for me, I did it an opposite way, but I do like the way you did it where you tried to balance it out with different types where I just went, these are my favorite movies that are kind of unmovable sure. and think about what move, what scene made that movie great. <laughs> but I think, I think that was completely. The other, the other movies on my list were like, these are my favorite movies. I need to pick a scene from them. But again, when you said like moment, for whatever reason, my mind went to shock. And when I think shock, I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm, um, again, I'm remembering exactly where I was when I watched it. And I was younger when I watched the other one. So I just don't remember that, but there's not many movies where I'm like, yep, I remember exactly where I was watching that and and being truly mind blown. Wait, so what were some of your honorable mentions? Oh, the honorable mentions were almost all comedies. And again, I I but uh pulp fiction royale with cheese, that's not a comedy. I know after I said that. I mean it's got funny moments, but yeah, I do like the Royale with Cheese moment. I almost just put the you shot Marvin in the face scene. <laughs> Both are up there. I mean, I guess I could count that as an honorable mention too. Then I had old school we're going streaking pretty i mean i know y'all aren't probably not that big of the movies but it's it's a pretty classic no, that part's hilarious any scene of will ferrell in that movie and it's good and then uh office space the uh, beating up the printer <laughs> yeah okay. space, you, could, you could have named any moment from office space and it i know hurt. i that's I mean, you're right. it's just uh, I, I I was struggling because I did I was going through I'm like man I don't have any comedies because they just don't stick out as much you laugh throughout the movie but I'm like what's a iconic one scene of a comedy yeah. even like Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, I love that whole movie. I'm like, okay, Diner Scene's probably one of my favorites, but like, I can pick any of those. Same thing yeah. with Old School or uh, Office Space, but again, Office Space. Like that's, when you think that, you pretty much think them taking that out there and taking the bat to it. Like it's- Oh, you, you do, but I, I love that from Office Space, like we've started quoting like the, say hello to Lumber. Like, yeah. like anytime <laughs> we shut the door now, it's like, say hello to Lumber for me. Uh, and we that, that one's great. Show her your O-Face. I mean, <laughs> a lot of good lines from it. If um, I ever walk into hell, I'm like those standing live with those scumbags. Like uh, <laughs> I can't do any, any good a good impression at all. But I'm like that's just everything I have. I love on that. Mike Judge makes every little thing so relatable. Where I'm like you, you find yourself in little silly situations. Yeah. I'm like okay, King of the Hill. Great now, like because I watched that. Obviously, we watched that back in the day when we weren't like working. Now, like you have a job. Like my job's not mundane like that. But you're still going to an office. So you have the commute and all that kind of stuff of. Thankfully, I don't work with anybody who's asked if I have the case of the Mondays, but like you that's just kind of you can still relate to it a little bit more where you're just you're not feeling it that day. And that's how he was there were the entire beginning of the movie, at least. So but so I think that's I think, all I have on my honorable mentions. I was gonna say I think the biggest surprise was that Eric didn't use I thought Anchorman would be somewhere if you had a top 10. I I uh I couldn't pick a scene on it. Like I mean, that's where again, like if, if we're talking like best lines, Anchorman would be on there about 10 different times, but like just like again, like kind of quotable things. I'll just say it's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice, or that's how we roll. Like there's a lot of not even that funny lines from that movie that I'll still quote, but actual scenes. 
like I because I even looked it up. I'm like, let's see. And it was like the Anchorman fighting, all the Anchorman's fighting. I'm like, that's an okay scene. So I was like, eh, just leave it out. I do love the movie though. And uh-huh. I think Brad having Shaun of the Dead, not again, not uh, that's I know both of you very well. So I was like, I just think there's that's shocking to movies. me, but a good shot because I, I don't really hear it. Yeah, either one of you talk about that much, and I forgot, yes, because it came out almost 20 years ago. Was it 04 or something? But I don't oh, know. I um, so just, just to end on that, but uh, but yeah, for the future, moments don't have to be like shock, it's just a movie that you like. What is a movie that made it? But that is a good moment for me. Like no, that, no. I mean, that was as I was like thinking about, it, I'm like, ooh, this is not like a great number one. But I'm like, whatever. It was the first thing that came to my head. That it came to my head for a reason. Like it just uh, it do, If we're naming best movies, even best, because I wouldn't even know what I would put that in because it's not a horror movie to me. It's like a psychological thriller. So Soft. like, I would not call it a horror. I would, I would say it's a type. I would say it's a like a horror. Like, if we were doing horror movies, I might include it just for the sake. Because again, I don't know what else, what other genre I would include in. But I would not. I don't watch it to be scared. I watch it to be like grossed out by the thing. It's not torture porn like the rest of the series ended up being. But I would say I would say it's like okay. The first one, yeah, I guess the first one's a little more horror because you have like when it flashes back and shows them. Yes, getting kind of a slasher element with the mask and everything. That's kind of creepy. But like overall, I would not say it's a scary movie. But yeah, horror thriller, thriller horror probably. But um, okay, so we're gonna do. We're not gonna. We're gonna try our best not to elaborate too much on worst. Best I could picture. literally just list mine. Actually, I do want to. Should we try the guessing? Because I, I, I'd be shocked. Why, why don't we try to? Why don't we do like? Do you want to do one of each? So we. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like just favorite and least favorite. Worst best picture. If y'all can't guess my least favorite, I'd be shocked. Well, I mean, we, we know we know yours. We know yours, but that's not mm-hmm. a bad. And I, I wasn't saying that in a bad way. Just like I wasn't when I was guessing. Austin's favorite scene in Psycho is because it's objectively the best scene. So it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Austin, awesome. you're correct. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be unpredictable either. I like for me, it was just what scene is like the go-to scene. If I had to try to introduce someone to a movie without showing them the whole movie, what would be a scene that I would like? This made an impression on me. This is a movie that whatever. But uh, maybe we should. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what order we do it in. And Brad has also seen a lot more best pictures and um, than I have. So. I think yeah yeah you definitely have. Um, well, I thought you would see. I thought you had seen most of them. Nah, no. I think I list. I think I listed one time. I think out of the ninety four now of winners, I my guess is I've seen like a third. I don't know. Um, well, I've seen, I guess I've seen all of them. I've seen pretty much all of them in my lifetime. But anyway, uh, I worst best. Disappointed. I thought you had gone through and and watched more. Okay, we don't have to go in a certain order necessarily so i would say can we all agree that shakespeare in love is one of the top one of the three least deserving uh least deserving i don't think it's one of the worst i just think i, I think, think it's, that's my number one i thought that was i thought you were going to know that one is, that was you, your yeah i think eric is in line with shakespeare in it's love. the no, worst movie i knew that was for sure the worst eric. movies ever made it's not just the bad no, Oscar it's, movie. it's not that it's not really that bad of a movie it just shouldn't it's a just, hor- it's a bad that's why, that's why i chose undeserving if they just put them in uh they just made it in shakespeare time so people thought it was good it's a bad rom-com it's a horrible movie i'm so um, upset that i didn't get your movie right eric i thought also sure. I, I definitely knew that also what did it beat out that's it makes it's it saving worse. private ryan which so, again private. i'm i'm not back in that time i was good with that now a lot of times they come out the war movies to get the oscar whatever but saving Bart ryan was a That's, worthy winner yeah i'm picking and with, shakespeare in love a bad just cost it's a rom-com in costumes and oh it's just i so i'm I, so i'm kind of in the middle here because i'm definitely not i'm not on eric's part part of saying it's a bad movie i don't i think it was a kind of a stretch 
to get nominated like it was a fine movie like it was okay best picture nomination eh, maybe but if it was a weak year okay un- possibly understandable but same probably ryan as a war movie that i'm war movies and westerns are for me are often a hard sell because i don't usually like the way people approach them they're usually um, but i i price, typically agree same same part ryan was very realistic it's like one of the rare war movies that i like really like that and i think dunkirk all the and other ones have been very dunkirk like, i liked as well yeah and i'm, like I'm gonna leave another, my like all, all flight on the western front to spine, our next week but, yeah. but i'm not all right, what were you gonna say is mine if that was I assumed, I assumed it was gonna be the one from your birth year i thought you hate you hated that one so much you returned your dvd to the you that's, donated your dvd that's on the list that's on the list too that's Man, number three, I, I, did, I, I okay well there's I a worse, one. The there's a worse one than that um i know a lot of people like to say crash was really bad out I, I think crash is very like simplistic I and they think they think they're they thing. think they're being deeper than they are yeah, but yeah, it was just oscar baby i don't think it was, it was uh, yeah i was like i don't think it was like terrible it was more just like it was you could tell it was trying so hard to be profound and it wasn't and i for one maybe because I, I think both of you were kind of lukewarm and broke back but i went into broke back thinking it was going to be okay and it for some reason resonated with me a lot more than than i thought it would i really liked the way he shot it as well and thought it was very good acting i like the like the, the way they did the time periods and it was just like very nuanced um and the opposite of crash i feel like it wasn't preachy but also had a message obviously but it what but i so i think it definitely was undeserving in the sense of the, the best picture did not win but that's actually that's honestly most years so that's why it's hard where i feel like shakespeare was definitely not the best that year so maybe this would be harder than i thought but um, i didn't watch broke back until like the five years ago or so and i had heard so many good things like it was a good movie but it like acting like a, if it was between that and crash then it was just a bad year i don't think it should have won either to be honest i, I was not impressed with it like it was maybe a better made movie than crash i would watch crash more than it actually i don't know they're they're both fine but that, that oh. one to me but shakespeare in love beating saving private ryan is gotta be like the worst of any year of oscars i would say yes yeah, basically she might be harder than i thought because then you have like yeah, I, 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 think love, I think shakespeare in love was okay but that was harvey weinstein like at the top of his I mean, he's a terrible person. That was him, like, definitely campaigning the most and winning uh, hit that year. And then I think Brokeback was unbelievably better than Crash. And I, I like, I've seen Brokeback several times. I, I, I liked like the movie. movie. I was not saying anything better. Well, I see what you're saying. It's like a, it's it wasn't like, it's, oh not, my it's God. not one of those you're going to pop in all the time, but I could have been too much. I thought it was going to be fine. I thought it was gonna be like, okay, it's going to be fine. But like, I don't know. Like, I just, it was. It was Probably, it was a, yeah i would say it's better than crash i guess yeah but that no, doesn't it, take much i enjoy the movie crash but i don't think it was an oscar movie. I would, that seems like any other movie to me like it just it's weird yeah, that one just I, I just think bro, i do bro, enjoy bro, the I movie bro, like, anything i liked the music i like how it was shot yeah, the acting was, was great if it had won i wouldn't have been like whoa that shouldn't have won i just don't think i, I it think it's it, yeah I, yeah the way i, I try to look at it now with any oscar movies is which ones which movies like stick with you which movies are and do i think about the most and that's why i'm going to get into next week with the oscars for this year well and like last year we're like yeah like what movies well, do you think about the most yeah. and everything but uh does anyone have any other name drops real quick oh, so like, gonna, you've already said two of my three are we not actually doing the well, list or what what was the other oh last emperor was one. last emperor was number three shakespeare was <laughs> love, uh, number one um there was a couple way back i i uh, what did out of africa be? this one's in the last yeah i don't think that was that good of a year i think it'd be because that was out of africa was probably the most disappointing because it had robert redford who's pretty good and meryl streep who's 
pretty much always good. And and they both were fine, but it was just a very, it was just a boring. Kind of like movie. English nothing Patient, where it's like, it, nothing about it was horrible, but nothing about it was that memorable. And it beat out. And, and it, and it was and long. Out of Africa was more disappointing, but I don't know. I don't think it was that good of a year. Back to the Future got nominated for screenplay, but not Best Picture that year. And I think it maybe beat, I don't even remember. I don't know if Kiss of the Spider Woman got nominated. I know William Hurt. Anyway, but I'll give that you was a hint. I'm give Greatest you a Show on Earth may, maybe was the worst one I've seen. because And that had Jimmy I, Stewart I in the little role. That one was boring. And there was a couple of them like way back in the 30s. I remember... Uh, uh, like Cimarron and Cavalcade were both pro- like I, I don't remember which I know I watched them and I don't remember which one is which I just know they were both eminently uh, just just very very boring and poorly done I don't understand how they won but I just remember oh, both have a list. do what did y'all actually do a list of three and three or no I'm, I'm just I'm just I mean no, th- those I, are the I, I thought it'd be mind. easier than it really has been because I'm like yeah because I feel like my, been, here's my second the the third of mine Oh yeah, yeah. I, no, I see what he's doing. I get it. I get it. He's being clever. Wait, I I missed something. No, you didn't. Two thousand, two thousand. Uh, oh, oh, the artist. Eleven, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, I think I have. I don't know. I don't remember what that beat, but it was bad. It, it it was it was okay. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think I've seen it again. I saw it in the theater, and I was the only one there. So I'm sure you'll appreciate the fact that no one else went to see it. But it, I thought it was it, it was okay. It, it I, I I don't. It wasn't very memorable. I'll give you that. I'm going to go uh, Gone with the Wind. Never seen it, so I couldn't say. It beat out it, Wizard it of was, Oz. And it's it was not impressively. Yes, I guess influential, and it should be remembered for its influence, but also remembered for people talk about the things it. that have not aged well in the movie either. And you can and, just say it was racist. I mean, it didn't age well because it was very racist, but um, yes. But that was cool. But they were like, how did it better see in a very endearing light? You're the first African-American to win an Oscar. Also, you have to sit in the back when you get your Oscars. So congratulations on that. So I think it just, it, what, yeah, definitely all those reasons on top of the fact that it's what it is like it, it lost or it beat other better movies, but it's like movies oh, that have that. Wizard of Oz. What came out that year? Wizard of Oz, Grapes of, no, Grapes of Wrath was. Grapes the, Wrath, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been 1940. And that one but I didn't love, but I liked because I, yeah, anyway, but um, I don't yeah. have difficult ones or the bad ones then what about good could y'all do three good ones three of the best uh, three should be pretty fairly i think the, i have i think we three. can all agree as parasite on the three yes probably yeah. that was a pretty my number one. best picture of the year too like between that and 1917 like i enjoyed 1917 fine like one like i was like oh this is terrible but another was like between what would we like movie parasite was clearly the best movie and it was something different and it was unpredictable it was well one of the more rewatchable because that's my yeah, problem definitely. movies is i watch it i'm like that was a well-made movie i appreciate it, it should have won i don't want to watch it again parasite i would watch every time i see it on tv like i'll watch it all day every day same with my number two which was no country I assume, yeah i was about to say yeah, like, no country they, as well two of those were on my list i mean parasite was an honorable mention but still like it's one uh, of parasites my number one right now I, I it might be a little recency bias but it's, it's i don't think so uh, maybe maybe but it uh, is it was, i could have picked i could have done some moments from parasite honestly but yeah i was like i was trying to pick one that's where i was like i was like maybe the doorbell scene because that's the scene where i remember when i was when we were in the theaters together i was just thinking like okay where's it like 
clearly this is about to shift because like selling like but i didn't know where it was going to go definitely you know and that's always really fun whenever you have no idea where it's going to go it was yeah. they balance out the comedy and the thriller and whatever like even though i feel like when you see it on hulu it says comedy i'm like i don't think i would classify it as a comedy like it's got dark satirical like parts in it but like it's i don't know it, yeah. but uh okay brad would you agree with both of those so far for three best best picture winners yeah well are we saying all three because i would say i think parasites in the top three i was having trouble with the other two because i don't want to own yours it, it's it's close i've seen rocky so, oh rocky i almost it, put rocky it's sad as it is it all it almost loses steam because i've seen it so much which is not fair it's one of my favorites i think as far as being one of the best made it's probably uh i'll try to spread them out so i'll probably say on the waterfront one flew over the cuckoo's nest and parasite i'll, I'll go i'll go 70 years also ago. gonna have one flu on there i was hoping i have at least one that wasn't on somebody else's list. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a christmas movie and it's uh, I almost did i almost did rocky instead of one flu i could also go on unforgiven i was like shocked at how much well, I unforgiven is so That's, much better than i thought it was gonna be that was a good movie i like one flu that's hard because i was leaning towards another recent movie all of mine have actually been strangely recent for someone who often doesn't like i like older movies usually more than new ones but Another one that I felt like, especially, I guess a lot of these were when I was watching them as they came out and which one, like, I feel like 12 Years a Slave was, a, even though it's one of those that like, it's me hard to revisit because it's very like real movie. But like, mm. I feel like when I watched that one, it was clearly better than the rest of the field. Um, whereas uh, I'm trying to remember, yeah, I was like, I do definitely think One Flew is up there because that's a very, it's like it perfectly fit it perfectly fit like the anti-establishment 1975 year or two like it just fit well just like rocky felt felt like very 1976 the bicentennial year and like um, you know it's like america's the underdog kind of thing like the rocky just fit the kind of narrative of that year or two it felt very like appropriate for its time kind of like nomad land i think will fit like even though i don't think anyone like loved that movie but like it felt very appropriate for like maybe the covid year um or kind of that middle area there um but yeah, I, was like, I, I didn't, I did not write a list. So I, I wasn't even thinking about 12 years until about 20 seconds ago. And I was just thinking about movies that I remember watching and thinking there's really like, this one is clearly the best. Whereas this year, I don't think I have necessarily the clear, like this is the best movie that should win. But yeah, those are good too. One Flew, Rocky. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because recently, yeah, recently, because it like of the past, because I, I love... I love No Country. I love Moonlight from the 90s. I, lo- I really like Unforgiven. Um, but yeah, a, lo- a lot of other ones just haven't really, like, I think Gladiator is really good. That's, I don't really like that, uh, like, period pieces, but uh, Gladiator is very, very rewatchable, definitely. You know, it is. It's just, it's not really a genre that I revisit or like, but that's definitely, like, just a really, really good, inspiring movie. But, um, I mean, you know, I think it's one of those where, um it's easy to, to pick out a bunch of bad picks for the Oscars. But if you notice, you know, people say the same ones because they really do get it right a lot of the time. But then when we don't, everyone's like, oh man, Shakespeare in Love was so, such a bad pick and Crash. And I feel like it's the same really? four or five really over and over again. Right. There really are a lot of really I, was, I also like Slumdog Millionaire. I was like, I liked that one. I, liked, I, liked that I, one. I, I thought maybe y'all would list that as shouldn't have won. Oh, well, that's I, a unique. That's a unique. I didn't like the ending. That was about it. Not. I, I love that movie, but it's a unique one where it doesn't seem to fit the bill like as Oscar Beatty as a lot of other ones. I, it's a great. It's another rewatchable one for me, though. He shouldn't have won the million dollars. Though the whole point 
of him being not because it would be more depressing yeah. or whatever and be more Oscar rated. It's like the whole point he wasn't on the show to win the money. He was on the show to reconnect with her, Latika, or what I think it was her name. And oh, he, he was all, that, all that's true, but I, I was okay after all they should have been, been happy cool to because. He, but winning doesn't it. hurt it. I don't think winning hurts the story. But I think it's sweeter because the focus would have been on the romance. I mean, I, which I know it kind of it was still. still like gets he, her. I, it, I don't. It was showing like all the like all the things in his background that. to lead up to how he got all the answers right until the last one, because that would his whole purpose. Because it was very like about like being predestined or whatever. But like he was all the like there was all these reasons why he would get up to the last question and finally reconnect with her, find where she is. And run out there just as happy as he would have been with a million dollars, but just with her. Like, I'm not saying it ruins the movie. I mean, I have opinions on Fargo ending as well, and I love Fargo. I think Fargo could have ended differently, but like, so it's not a criticism in the sense, really, but I just think it would have actually made the message even stronger than, than it being about him or having him win the money. But I still enjoy the movie, and I would say it's in there as well as like, a memorable movie that I'll actually like rewatch a best picture movie that I'll actually like rewatch a decent, you know, every few That's years. another fishbowl idea. I think is like, we can like really dig deep in the Oscars and be like, what's a rewatchable or maybe y'll find a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Like that's a good movie. I don't want to ever watch it again though. Like, yeah, I'll, I other ones I'm like that was just an enjoyable movie. That that's where I go back. I was, was going to say that one too. Spotlight's great. I'll watch it every few years. Do. That's that right was, in the middle. Spotlight was really that again. Oh, you'll rewatch that enough, even though that's just yeah, I still would watch that. It's just so heavy and like. What did uh, Social like Network it. lose to? Oh, uh, King Speech. Yeah. yeah. And at so the and at the time and at the time I was happy about that. I've watched Social Network probably 15 times. If it's on TV, I watch it because it's so rewatchable to me and just an easy thing to have on. I will never watch King's Speech again, ever. I actually own King's Speech, but I was because at the time I was all like, I don't think a Facebook movie should win an Oscar. And you all have to justify owning the King's Speech, Austin. You're 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 reverting back to that snobby a little bit. It's okay to own. <laughs> no, the I'm, King's I'm just saying because I especially is I, lo- I like I like a lot of David Fincher movies, and he should have won an Oscar by now, and that should have been Social Network. Um, more what than else like, has he done? Or was he? He, he's, he does like seven. Uh, oh. Benjamin Button was. Oh, he's, he's, he's a, what was the uh, Zodiac? Zodiac's a great movie. Um, Why can't I think of the? the... Well, I could have done that for best movie. Most actually, one of the Zodiac movies, but uh, scenes. But go ahead. What about what's in the box? No, because I don't actually like his delivery that much in that movie. In that scene, right. I feel like it's I a feel little. Like make fun of it more than that. If you're making fun of it, wasn't, it wasn't as good as him Babel. crying and babbling. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's in the box? What's in the box? It's like, that's a great movie, though. But uh, yeah. no, I mean David Fincher. I'm trying to think what up because Dragon Tattoo. Uh, he, the two Oscar yeah, more Oscar bait, Beatty movies I don't like as much were Benjamin Button and Mank. Um, Gone Girl was good, though. I thought that one was a good one. I liked Gone Girl. Um, that's a rewatchable one. Is that nominated? Yeah, yeah. That was nominated for Best Picture. In Black Gone Black Girl? Black. Go, uh, no, oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry. No, it wasn't. Oh. I was saying. I, I think uh, the, the lead got nominated. Not Ben Affleck, but. Uh, oh, man. I'm blanking on her name. That's Ro- Rosamund Pike. She got nominated for she it. She got nominated. But whenever I was thinking of 2014, mm-hmm. I thought about Whiplash. And when Eric asked to get nominated, I was thinking about Whiplash because that's a good movie as well. That was. Yeah. That was uh, a good but, but that's Damon Chazelle, not, uh, yeah, and he's done, he's, I didn't, Babylon doesn't look that, didn't look that great to me. It looked very like, I don't know, it looked like it was trying to be too much or something. Uh, and I actually liked La La Land more than I thought I would. Um, 
enjoyed that one. No, it would have been between Moonlight and La Land. I was actually okay with either one of them winning, but I really liked the soundtrack of La Land more than I mean the, the movie was like entertaining. Moonlight, I like, need to watch again. I remember enjoying it, but I think I've only seen it once. So it's it's, it's one of those that's like, not gonna be that rewatchable. There were a lot of them when I was going through that. I need to catch up and watch. I still have not watched Coda. Actually, I'm behind. Oh, you didn't watch the last year's picture? Best picture. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't um, think it was gonna win. What was it going against? I feel like I watched whatever I thought was gonna win. Uh, oh, Power of the Dog. I was, I oh, was mostly nope, glad. I didn't watch that one either. So I, I was think mostly glad. Not... I was mostly glad that Power of the Dog didn't win because I was like, Eric forever will be annoyed by the fact that like Power of the Dog won because it's such a strange movie. But I, it was that last year was a weird year because that was a Netflix movie, wasn't it? It was, and I, yeah. I thought I liked I the themes and either. thought about it the most, but I didn't think that I actually didn't think the execution by Jane Campion was that great. I didn't really like the direction of it. Um, but I thought that the concept and the like it was unpredictable, and I thought I, I wanted to rewatch it because I was like, oh, there's parts that I didn't get or whatever. And Coda was very, it's like a very safe movie. It's just like it's very honest. I, I want to watch it. I me. just yeah, I need I need to watch that one. I'm assuming yeah. I've won, I've watched the this year's winner because I've watched all but two. Well, we are officially at an hour and a half here, so we can we should be good. I think we will segue this into the fact that we are going to be doing an Oscar. Yeah, again, an Oscar one, uh, Oscar episode on Sunday midday is what Eric and I agreed on. Um, and Brad will have to, he's been outvoted. Um, and well, we'll when do the Oscars start? Uh, probably seven, is it seven to 10 or something? What we could do like six to nine usually, but I could be wrong. I thought because they go late, but I don't think they go to like, then we yeah, could do like usually. three. We could do like, finish, yeah, all we need we're is finishing, if like, we come in prepared. If we come in, y'all care about like the red carpet stuff? I don't care about that. Yeah. Stuff. So like well, we could do it like during that or something. Yeah. I think three is fine. If you want to compromise. Three o'clock. Brad wants to prioritize parenthood. You don't, um, have to, you don't have to yell. Yeah. I'm sorry that I want to watch the kids and keep them safe, but you know, we can, we can, we can set that aside for one day. I Haiti guess. will be over there. She can watch. I'm assuming Murray will be over there. She can watch. Ooh, yeah. She'll be there. Volunteering your spouses. Okay. That she's going to want to do that. So she <laughs> definitely doesn't want to sit in on the podcast. So she'll probably willingly. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I might have Murray pop in for like two minutes at the end just to just to compare her list with Eric's list because I bet it's going to be like polar opposite. I mean, she I think she saw about she saw most of them. She didn't see Top Gun. I don't think I think our lists are going to be. I might have I bet been. our lists aren't that far off other than your have your number one will probably be pretty low on mine. But you and Brad liked Top Gun more than I did, which was no surprise. Again, it's not a Mad Max level of like I hated it. Where I, it was, yeah. Did you like the first one? I never saw the first one. Well, that okay. It was well, better. I'm sure you were probably, probably lost. It's like trying to watch. Uh, yeah, trans- it was very complicated. One. It was a very complicated. Like, two but there's a lot of callbacks to one that you didn't, you weren't getting. I think they kind of, they kind of hammed it in. With they the, were like, very the piano playing like, and all that. I was like, they did a flashback with the piano. I'm like, okay, clearly the piano okay. thing means something. I will say this: they were very self-aware, and I appreciate that of that. They were purposely cheesy. Knowing that because the first one was considered cheesy, it was absolutely on purpose. I, See, I, thought, it was, I guess I thought because it got Oscar nominations. Uh, the weird double football game was like very much on the nose on purposely. So the volleyball to. scene. I knew I knew enough about the original one, but it, yeah, again, like I think they they knew what they were doing, and I thought all the other fight the actual scenes in the air were awesome. Like it just okay, it doesn't matter. But yeah, but no, y'all, y'all, y'all keep it. watching sequels and not giving them a chance. Austin's watching. I, whoa, Mad I love. Mad Mad Fury, I just try not to say I love it. You were not watching Avatar: Way of Water, and I watched that one. So I'm saying I gave I gave all of them a chance, and I'm going to watch. Top Gun should not have been nominated, but it was an awesome movie. I love the movie, but oh, it shouldn't it be 
but oh, it shouldn't okay. be nominated. It should oh, not have so been. I, I, I kind of agree with that, except for I wouldn't say awesome. It was a, I would, say it was it was a, a, I would it was watch that movie. Action movie. Nothing wrong with it. It was like nothing was like, oh, that was bad acting and all that. It was to me, it was a standard movie that only got nominated because the Oscars are going to start picking at least one or two blockbusters. And Avatar and Top Gun both killed at the blockbuster, or, uh, killed at the box office. I'm okay with them doing that, actually. I mean, but we're as long as it doesn't be, win, we're going to be prepared to be watching superhero movies or whatever as well. I don't want it to overtake it. I don't want it to be all of them because then if if you're going by box office, it's going to be all superhero movies. Because they do well. movies they do and sequels. Not, that's not like enough. Avatar, yeah, Avatar and Top Gun are both sequels. No, I was I was saying about Mad Max. I was I was talking from before. I know you would. I, I actively I, disliked that movie. Whereas Top Gun, I know. Like, I'm saying you I didn't, didn't actively the, dislike. You didn't watch the ones before Fury Road, is what I was saying. So what? It, it, it was such a non-plot that it would, I, was what was there to follow? It was just people. You don't even know why he was mad by the fourth movie. That's the whole point. You you were lost in the. You he spoke two in words in the whole movie. They had his face covered, and they had this like hyper manic shooting style and people playing flame guitars and they were just on the road oh, the whole time everything was explained in mad max one through three you were you what had no the, idea what was, going on. what was the movie they watched in sunny transporter two that he didn't want to watch because he was he's like he's like he's like dennis, I, like dennis he's face no he's watching it too. <laughs> I love that he's like <laughs> he talks about how he's gonna he's gonna know what's going on but he has no idea he can't follow a jason he Statham can't follow a jason say but well, we could probably stop recording at this point too um <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we don't get off on the it's always sunny because that was right, gonna be another, and we are hi. but uh this yeah. is another question was gonna be do we 